Okay, so it's kind of interesting that I want to share because, I don't know, morning time for me means as much silence as possible. Because <laughs> I'm bombarded all day long with voices and movement and noise and everything. And so I try... And it's funny that I even say that because I am a boisterous, kind of a loud person, right? But I've been realizing in my centarian life, I need 12 hours of sleep a day, right? But if I'm not going to get that 12 hours, I'm at least going to fill in the, the, the gap of what I'm not getting the 12 hours with silence, right? With enough stillness so I can receive the, the refreshment of body, the meditation of, of, of mind, and the revelation for my spirit, right? That I, I do need, right? So usually that means I'll probably sleep for six hours, but I actually do appreciate six more hours of silence in my day if I'm not gonna, you know, whether that means between like the 6 to 12 p.m. time or the 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. time, right? Or, even, or smatterings throughout the day, right? Whatever I can get. And so, I don't know, I hold that sweet stillness, sacred quietness time so, I don't know, I cherish it so much, right? So, so I don't always just go straight to like stimulation of like, oh, hey, let's listen to this YouTube or hey, let's listen to this song or hey, let's, let's make a podcast. So, cause that's like the next level. It's like one thing to listen to someone else's, but it's another thing to create more noise, right? But per personally, I feel like I have permission to do that right? I have permission to do that for myself and what I need when that noise is really, um, it's needed. Necessary noise is what I'm going for, right? So I'm just really grateful to kind of step into that space right now where I'm like, yeah, like, let's do this. And why do I feel like that? Because so, okay, I love the rabbit hole. Okay, there's two different rabbit holes. There's the rabbit hole of finding, being curious about something, and then finding something that isn't so great, and then going down that rabbit hole that, that you're just like, it's not really great, but I'll just keep pushing because maybe there's something better. No, actually, it's just, it just keeps getting worse, right? There's that rabbit hole. Then there's the other rabbit hole of like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm stepping out in faith here to try and do something. And then you get one little piece of knowledge. Be like, hey, check out this scripture, right? So then you go to that scripture and then it opens up your whole mind to be like, oh, wait a minute, I totally forgot about this scripture. Like, oh, like I just can't believe it. How did I live however many years of my life not like reading this scripture every single day, right? And then, and then it goes down the, the, the next part of the rabbit holes, right? Where it's just like delighting and being able to go deeper and just like really soaking in, what does Heavenly Father want me to learn, right? Like what does he, what is he trying to say to me right now? And how is this speaker or this author or, or whoever, how is this ministering angel being an instrument in his hands for me right now to be able to learn this really crucial, important thing for me to learn at this exact moment in my life? right? And for some reason, this one hit me. I don't know why it did today, but it just did, right? So there's a speaker I really like listening to him, like, come on, how could you not want to be with like this daddy bear kind of person that loves to study scriptures and just shares his testimony as often as he can, basically, right? 
so here he is talking about like the scripture that I've been like kind of pondering for the last few days. Because I was like, I wonder what he has to say about this scripture. And I love it because he's gone through all the scriptures and taken the time to talk about all of them, right? So I'm like, oh, I can just like look at the scripture and see what he said about it, right? So then I'm going through Alma 32. And, and we're just at the beginning, right? We're just at the beginning where he just starts talking about, you know, like how, um, you know, there's people in opposition to Christ, right? Like they, they literally, like he used this word antipathy which means like in opposition to or hatred to. So they're like outwardly like doing the things that are going to be against him, right? Like these antichrists. And so, so anyways, it's just so fascinating to me because he talks about the difference between the historical Jesus and then the faith Christ Jesus. What did he say? It, it was like um, Christ with faith. Jesus, something like that, you know? So what I kind of gathered from that when he said that, the Christ of faith, yeah. So there's a historical Jesus, and then there's a Christ of faith, right? And and I just could identify and relate so much when he used those words. I don't know why it impacted me so much, but I've also thought the same thing, you know? I've had similar thoughts where I'm like, why do I feel like there's been this, this like separation in my life where... For a time there, I only really believed there was a historical Jesus, right? There was a person that lived before, and this was a story, and it was just a story, right? Versus being able to see the Christ of faith for who he actually is. And that, I feel like, has been opening up to me, you know, a little bit in the last, for sure, starting to open up in the last 20 years, right? But, like, very more specifically, probably in the last, like, two years, right? Like, even more openly aware that this is not a historical Jesus that I'm working with right now. You know, whenever I read his name and, and, and say his name in my prayers and, and hear his name in blessings that I'm given, you know, like, all of the above, this is, like, the Christ of faith. Like, this is a human being that is literally, like, holding me in all of my life situations constantly, right? And, you know, like, I just, I'm just, I don't know, I'm enamored by just the thought of how much love that actually is, right? You know, we look at the universe and we see how beautiful it is. We see the galaxies, we see the stars, the moons, the the stars, the the sun, all of this kind of stuff. And we we talk about the majesty and all this stuff when we when it's like scientists that are just talking about it without talking about faith, right? But there's a part of me that just wonders, right? That just wonders, what if we could see past what we see physically? What if we could see spiritual matter for what it actually is and see that every single thing, whether it's the sun, the stars, the moon, the galaxies, every single beautiful thing that we've ever seen in our whole lives, what if we could see through it and actually see the DNA and the blueprints and the, the fingerprints that are, that are consistent in all of creation and know that that is Christ, the, the Christ of faith, right? That that is him actively having done those things and is actively allowing for all of those things to still be alive today, right? What if it is him that is, you know, like pumping the organ, right? In, in a sense, like, but pumping the organ of the universe, right? 
and just allowing for all those things to be able to happen because, because he can and he's so glad to, right? There's that song that talks about how he's gladly bearing. And I'm just like so enamored. I'm just so elated to just, just even conceive there was ever a human being that lived on this earth that was like him, that is him, and that he is still living today and that he wants to be a part of my life, right? He wants to be a part of all of our lives. Like he didn't sacrifice for nothing. Like he's, he has written, like he has been permanently changed. I just love this one talk that I heard one time where, where they talked about how his palms and his wrists were penetrated, right? He's, his whole being has been permanently changed and altered for us, you know, for us to be able to come home, right? Like, I just like, it just blows my mind, right? Like, I think growing up, I didn't really connect with that level of love. I just didn't believe that it was there, right? I just could not conceive it. I was super suspicious, super cynical about the world and everything. And then it wasn't until I just started to become aware. And I started to become aware, wait a minute, Heavenly Father loves me? Like, he loves me that much? And I just feel like every year and every different moment of faith that I get, I get to know a little bit more how much more Heavenly Father actually loves me than I thought he did before. And that was something that I mentioned in my All About Me. So, okay, so I have something to share. So I got to go to my Writers Club thing. And I will talk more about it in my next podcast because I'm trying to keep it under 10. And that's like my, my standard these days. 